today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. I want to talk about personal data, personal security, your information, your banking information, your health information, stuff that you hold near and dear and confidential, right? Well, maybe not for much longer, uh, because apparently that's on the table with the NAFTA negotiations. Personal information of Canadians is going to be on the negotiating table of the North American Free Trade Talks when they begin in just a few weeks. The United States has served notice that it wants to end the measures that restrict cross-border data flow and require the use of installation of local computing facilities. Now, there are already laws in place here in this country to try to protect that, but they may be in peril. We don't know what's going to be happening. Let's talk to David Fraser about this. David is a lawyer with uh, McKinnis Cooper in Nova Scotia, leading Internet technology and privacy lawyers, and uh, always a welcome guest on the program. David, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. It's a pleasure. Happy to chat. Listen, I was talking about some of the laws that are in place here right now. One of those is in Nova Scotia, so maybe you could put some context into this for us. Sure, yeah. Uh, Nova Scotia and British Columbia are the only two provinces that have put in place uh, statutes that prohibit the public bodies under provincial jurisdiction, so the provincial government, municipalities, universities, schools, and hospitals, from allowing personal information to be stored outside of Canada or accessed from outside of Canada. So those are the only two two provinces that have done that, and those would be the two statutes that I guess that would be right in the uh, right in the target of mm-hmm. these, these discussions and renegotiations. Uh, and so good for them. Uh, the, the, when, I, when I saw that stat uh, earlier today, the first question, of course, I hit is why haven't the other provinces jumped on side? It seems like the natural thing to do. Not necessarily. I, I think that the federal government actually has the best approach to it, which is at any time that, that the government makes a decision or is about to make a decision about contracting for IT services, they have to do a comprehensive risk analysis and, and assessment. And they look at a whole bunch of things, but among that is where will the data be and what sort of impact does that have on the security or the privacy of, of the information. The, what, one thing that's really interesting about this is that the law in British Columbia came to be because a trade union was upset about the outsourcing of jobs from the public sector. And while they couldn't get the British Columbia populace to get excited about those loss of jobs to the subsidiary of a, a Canadian subsidiary of a U.S. company, they were able to whip up a fair amount of frenzy about the possibility of the information being kind of given directly to Uncle Sam. And of course, this is uh, just after the Patriot Act, and this is during the George W. Bush uh, um, presidency. And the reaction to that was to come up with a pretty rigid statute uh, that did not have a whole lot of flexibility into it. And in fact, they went so far and it was so overreaching that they had to go back and amend it twice. Once because they realized that the government of British Columbia could not take credit cards because credit card transactions can't be cleared entirely in Canada and governments like to get money. Uh, And then they actually went and amended it again because they discovered that their MRI machines could not be maintained because the German company uh, that manufactured them would maintain them remotely uh, through uh, network connections. And so it was a little bit overreaching, and I find it to be fascinating that none of the other provinces have followed suit. And in fact, I think the reason why, and I deal with this on a regular basis, I represent a number of American companies that do business in Canada and a number of Canadian companies that do business in the U.S., and it's just too rigid. It's, It's inflexible. There's a big difference between, for example, national security systems for the RCMP uh, and a a classroom that wants to allow its students to blog. I had a a query from a teacher in British Columbia when the Olympics were in Vancouver, and the law prevented her from having her students 
blog about the Olympics because there weren't any publicly available free blogging platforms that were based in Canada. All of them were based in the United States. And so information that was intended to be public in any event, it was kind of a, a student journalism project, uh, had to be uh, cut uh, because of that. And, and so we need to have flexibility and, and nuance. And the reality is that I think that the British Columbia law in particular, but the Nova Scotia one also just kind of followed suit in lockstep, is in fact and can easily be used as a non-tariff trade barrier. And I think that's what the United States is focusing on, and it will be interesting to see how the discussion plays out. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.